superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's going to be picked off. And now they'll go to the Buccaneers end zone to celebrate. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Very disappointing. It's never happened to me. I don't know. I can't remember last time I shut up. The Rich Eisen Show. We just didn't execute great, obviously. Just a tough night, so didn't do much anything right. Unleash the it. Earlier on the show. Steelers safety Minka Fitzpatrick. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up. Tampa Bay Times Bucks Red. Rick Stroud, your phone calls, Monday Night Football Preview, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Our phone lines are lit. We'll take your calls in this hour. And uh, Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo are uh, in their spots cultivating a caper. Mike is adding up all his frequent flyer miles on four airlines. <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna play a guessing game, a Price is Right game, closest without going over. Uh, the winner gets all of Mike's airline miles. It's really a, a huge oh, prize. Gifting the miles. Yeah, he's wow. gonna gift us every last mile. Fantastic. Because you know what else does he have to do? He's just gonna fly around and buy his boat. He doesn't have a children. He has his alimony's over. I'm very sad. The we boat's got stuff out of the that we have to right pay. Now. Chris, you got you, you know you got a, you have an extra mouth to feed. Oh, I got three. My two dogs. That's five. Come on. You're getting another dog. I think oh, we're thinking uh, of getting a third dog. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> uh, it's not. I get it. We'll talk about it as we are at home right now. And it happened. It's not happening in 2021. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, um, T.J. Jefferson sitting at his post as well. What up, though? Joining us here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show from Tampa, Florida, where the Bucks got shut out last night. I mean, what a shocker of a result and final score. To boot, putting it all together, and the Bucks on national television were supposed to clinch their division championship, their first since 2007, and they couldn't even score a point. And they lost a handful of top-notch, big-name players uh, from last year's Super Bowl championship and ones that one would think need to be healthy and back in order to repeat from the Tampa Bay Times. Rick Stroud back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing well, Rich. How are you? I'm doing fine. The general sense around there is what right now? Well, the wheels kind of came off. Uh, you're going to have to get some guys back healthy, that's for sure. I mean, you know, the, the people that Tom Brady relied on, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, that trio is going to miss some time. And um, don't know how much time. Certainly, they, I think they expect them all back by the playoffs. But, you know, look, New Orleans has his number and the Bucks number. They've won seven in a row in the regular season against this franchise. They're, you know, Tom Brady is 0-4 in the regular season. They got him when it counted, and there's no question about that. We can talk about that game if you want to as well. But, 
the end of the day, this defense for New Orleans um, has has Tom Brady's number and the Bucks' number, and it doesn't seem to matter if uh, Sean Payton's coaching or Kevin James or Dennis Allen. I mean, really, you know, <laughs> none, none of that matters. It's just they're going to beat their ass, and that's sort of what has gone on here. It's been two score defeats. These games haven't been close. Um, and to see a shutout, I think, you know, was most shocking. And even before those players went out, they were putting up the bagels. So, yeah, it's it's uh, was not a good outcome for them. So you say they're going to miss time, all three of them. Walk me through what you, your sense of it right now is, Rick Stroud. I think Chris Godwin's probably the most serious. Uh, he's got a, an MCL sprain. They're doing an MRI on him uh, today. Uh, haven't decided yet if he's going on IR. There's only three games remaining, so if they thought he was going to miss the rest of the regular season, they would do so. Uh, but they're waiting for some some uh, you know doctors uh, to evaluate that. I think that Mike Evans um, has a chance to come back before the season's over. I don't know if he'll play this week. You know those hamstrings are very tricky, um, but from what I understand, his isn't as serious as. Uh, you know, as as maybe uh, Godwin's injury is. And then we'll just see with Leonard Fournette. He went into the game with a bad wheel. He had an ankle. He didn't practice during the week much. They're fortunate they got Ronald Jones, who hasn't, you know, played much at all this year. Maybe he'll be this year's, you know, Lombardi Lenny or playoff Lenny, you know, and, and, and the tables have turned and he'll get the chance to, to carry the rock now the rest of the way. But, um, you know, those are the three guys and, and Gronk who had a horrendous day. Uh, that Tom Brady has leaned on during that five-game winning streak to put them in position that they were in, but they weren't able to close the deal. So a little sobering, a little hurting right now in Tampa. So um, this would be music to Green Bay's ears, that's for sure. Is it possible that the Bucs just figure out um, we we can't push the pedal to the metal for the one seed? You know, we won it from the – from the wild card position last year, and we should be able to beat Carolina at least once and the Jets with whoever we put out there and let the chips fall where they may seeds two through four? Is that maybe the way they go about their business the last three weeks of the season, Rick? Well, I mean, I, you know, what I found is that, especially with Bruce's team, they, they don't hold the pieces back. They push them out there uh, for every game um, because – you know, you're talking about seedings. They drop down to the number three seed because Dallas, uh, in, a, in a three-way tie, has the best conference record for now. But they can still get back to the number two. I think the, the top seed dreams are long gone. Green Bay's not going to lose two games, even if they went out. Um, so they're probably looking at best uh, two home playoff games, and then they'd have to go back into the frozen tundra, which they've done. And There'd be a lot of pressure on Green Bay, of course, to win it. But you can't count on no fans like they had or 9,000 fans in, in a balmy 34-degree day like they had a year ago. So um, that's the best-case scenario is that they somehow win these last three and, and uh, Arizona and Dallas lose a game and they somehow get back to that number two seed. But there's no question they hurt themselves last night and they're going to take a tougher road um, in the playoffs when they get there. Assuming they win one of these, they just need to win one to win the NFC South and get get one game at home anyway. Tampa Bay Times, Rick Stroud here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, two stories that uh, you broke, uh, by the way. Congrats on that and uh, your hard work. It's not just you covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, One in particular, though, uh, involves a buck and the uh, fake vaccination card and all that business with Antonio Brown. I couldn't help but notice that we heard from Michelle Tafoya during the game last night that the uh, the Bucks were going to welcome him back, that he was not going to be sent packing, uh, despite his uh, behavior is the only word for it. Why? 
What happened there, Rick? Well, this is before, I, I by the way, the injuries. This is before everyone got hurt at the position last night. Yeah, so. yeah well, yeah, certain, certainly their opinion hasn't changed now, right? Um, you know, and, and so much for the, you know, the last strike thing that Bruce Arians said when he, when he signed Antonio Brown. It turns out that Tom Brady is the umpire, not Bruce Arians. And Tom Brady wants, you know, Antonio Brown back on this football team. He's going to come back, and, he, they, you know, he's needed now more than ever. Um, for Tom to, to continue on and win these games. And, uh, you know, uh, anytime we asked Bruce about it, uh, especially last night after the game, he said, he, you know, those guys did their time. They deserve a chance to come back. Um, look, they get paid to win games, and it's unfortunate that Brown, you know, has had these problems in the past and been selfish. And in this case, it was a very dangerous situation. You know, everybody, the one thing I think people forget about the story is that he actually did get COVID in week two and missed the week three game in Los Angeles, which means he was sitting there unvaccinated around people like Bruce Arians, who's immune compromised as a three-time cancer survivor, around guys like Tom Moore, who's in his 80s, and could have gotten somebody very sick or worse. And you know, uh, what influence, if any, he had on a guy like Mike Edwards, who's never been in trouble, we don't know. But they've certainly missed, uh, you know, with the injuries they've had, they missed Mike the last three weeks as well. Um, but these guys will come back in here. Um, they'll be welcomed by their team, obviously. They need them uh, in these games coming up. And I just think that's that's the bottom line. You know, uh, they're not going to say no to Tom. They're not going to say that Brown has to, has to pack it. If they're going to do that, and it was pretty obvious when he was suspended, they would have done it right away. You know, it wouldn't have been one of these deals where, well, we'll, we'll decide that uh, and kick the can down the road for three weeks. So we've always known he's coming back, and, um, and he'll be in the lineup and, and probably see a lot of targets on, on Sunday at Carolina. Yeah, so he's back. This is it. He's coming back, and he's yep. going to play on Sunday. And, you know, uh, football-wise, I mean, what, a, what an absolute godsend that is, you know. I mean, yeah. as much as I, I find it reprehensible what he did – lying about his vaccination status um you know football wise certainly with evans and godwin out and we saw what it looked like last night without fournette as well is there another kid anywhere in a practice squad that might come up and kind of dominate I and mean, we're seeing all these k- kids on the detroit lions make most of opportunities uh, i'm wondering if there's anybody I, honestly we see it around the league tyler huntley uh for the ravens who else might be there that we we need to check out for the Bucks over the next well, three weeks, you think? I think, I think they're fortunate. You know, um, the guy, uh, you remember just a week ago, uh, won the game in overtime Perriman. with a 58-yard touchdown. Brashard Perriman is somebody that had uh, a tremendous final month of the season in 2019 with Jameis Winston. Right. Uh, had about 500 yards in his, in his last four games. And Bruce Arians remembered that. Um, you know, he's, he had been with two teams this year, the Lions and the, and the Bears didn't play him at all. And I think Brady um, took a liking to him. He's a bigger-bodied guy. He's incredibly explosive, um, you know, from a, a speed standpoint. So they'll get him back off the COVID list. He was unable to play this week. And really, it's just time on task. You know, Brady has been so focused on really just those, you know, four or five guys that have been playing every week. You know, obviously the two top receivers, Evans and Godwin, he got Gronk back, who was a big target for him, although he had his worst game uh, since he's been here. And then, and then Leonard Fournette has been doing everything. So uh, because of that, you know, these guys don't get many reps in practice. So we haven't seen O.J. Howard at all this year. We haven't seen Cam Braid except very sparingly. We didn't see Scotty Miller at all. He was inactive a week ago when Perriman was playing. 
Um, so, you know, they're going to use this week of practice to get the rhythm and the, and the timing and everything and the trust back with those guys. Uh, and obviously he has it in Brown, who I would think would be a very busy man, you know, depending on how much of a load um, he usually keeps himself in shape. That ankle is supposed to be better. So heavy work day for him coming up for sure. But that's it. And then maybe Keyshawn Vaughn, who's a running back that, you know, didn't make very many plays and they put him in some key situations because quite frankly, Rojo got tired. You know, he was gassed. I mean, he's not in, not in game shape when he ran that 30 yard run. Um, they had some critical downs after that and Vaughn had to go in and he hasn't played all year, uh, maybe 19, 20 snaps. So these guys are here for a reason and they're going to have to get ready and play and play at a high level. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times, here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, Brady making comments to Sports Illustrated and the Sports Person of the Year Award uh, article that went along with it. I mean, I, I might be the only guy talking about it, but when I see Brady talk about that winning's a relief, that that's the general sense, that's, that, yeah. those are the words that I normally hear from somebody that's, that's thinking uh, about more than just playing football, to be honest with you. Um, and that's all we believe that Brady does think about. And we all look at him and think he can play to 50. What's the sense around there right now about him? They're just thinking it's this, this is just another year and he's under contract. He's going to be back. Is there any talk about it? Well, I, I don't think they know um, definitively, you know, exactly what, what Tom will do. I, I had been told last year when, you know, they signed him to an extension. Part of that was, was salary cap relief. Um, he's not wedded to that third year after this season uh, in any way. But, um, you know, I think if he still feels well physically, uh, he, he thinks he can do it till he's at least 45. But there's no guarantee, Rich. I mean, you can play this thing out in your head and say, well, what, you know, what if he won another Super Bowl? Would that, you know, Giselle asked him after the game uh, in February, you know, when he won this Super Bowl last year, uh, haven't you done enough? Well, of course he's done enough, but. He also said in that SI article that, you know, he, he can't picture himself at home watching guys play and saying, I'm better than that SOB. You know, I know I could get do a better job than this guy. So that that's another part of it. And, you know, for whatever reason, some of the better players in, in sports, uh, they don't know when to leave the party. You would think it'd be the opposite. But, I mean, Michael Jordan hung the nets with a three-pointer and ended up being a Washington Wizard. So, you know, you, you just you don't know. And, and I know he can still play, and he knows he can still play, but eventually, you know, family matters are going to dictate what he does, and, and uh, his wife and his kids are getting older. Uh, how much do you want to put them through uh, with the sacrifice? Because he's all in, you know, not just for the six months, but for the full year. Now, this guy doesn't really take many days off, and, you know, he has some family time, but it's not anything like he's going to have. The problem is once you put those keys on the table, if you're Tom Brady, you're not picking them up again. And there's nothing, he said this as well, there is nothing that is going to replace what he has done in football, the relationships, the locker room, uh, winning, uh, the thrill of running out of the tunnel with 75,000 people. You know, what else could he do uh, that, that would replicate anything close to that? So he knows, you know, the greatest part of his life professionally will be over. So I think he wants to extend it as long as possible. But I'm up in the air. I I have no idea whether winning, losing, or uh, anything short of injury would make him leave the game before next year. Rick Stroud, Tampa Bay Times. Uh, Last one for you, sir. Uh, Your your piece. Um, (laughs) I'll be honest. Wednesday night I was at the the premiere of Kurt Warner's new movie, Kurt and Brenda Warner's new movie, The American Underdog Mm -hmm. here at Los Angeles. And I come out of the theater 
and um, I hear Urban Meyer is fired, and then I read the story, and it's like after what happened with Josh Lambeau, I'm like, what? And then I looked at your story, and I read it three times, and I'm like, I cannot, like, what? Like, he kicked a kicker, like, and then asked him the next day, when are you going to put a smile on that face? And it just struck me as so outrageous. And Urban Meyer, to my colleague uh, Ian Rappaport, has essentially said that's just not the way it happened. So I'll give you uh, the floor on this. Rick? Well, Josh Lambeau, you know, contemporaneously reported that to the Jaguars back in August. So, I don't, you know, it wasn't a situation where he just decided, you know, let me let me jump on the pile here while Urban is, is you know, taking on water. Um, he, he feels for a lot of people in that Jaguars organization, he spent five years there. He's a successful kicker um, in his own right. And, you know, the thing about it is um, what Urban Meyer, even Urban Meyer, you know, in his statement that he gave us, uh, that I read with Ian, um, you know, nobody is, is disagreeing the event happened. It's just to what degree. You know, if we're talking about how hard he kicked a guy, um, that, that's not a great argument on his behalf, in my opinion. But, um, you know, when you hear the language, the bullying that goes on, you know, uh, not, not calling specialists by their name, um, you know, the sort of – I mean, I can only imagine what 18 through 21-year-olds, you know, reacted to when, when they are going through it at – you know, Bowling Green or Utah or, you know, Florida or, or Ohio State. But um, it doesn't work at this level with professionals. And he was his own worst enemy from the get-go. So it's ironic, I think, that, you know, a specialist uh, may have been the last straw, something that happened back in August. But, you know, all I can say is when I did the story, they were in crisis mode in Jacksonville. Uh, I had a lot of conversations with them. They begged me to hold the story till 4 o'clock. Um, you know, I got a statement from their legal counsel first. I got, uh, you know, a threatening letter from his attorney uh, about publishing the story without certain information. We waited for their statement, um, you know, and in the end, Shad Khan said he decided last Sunday or Sunday before that to fire him. But I don't know why you fire a guy on a Wednesday after you let him game plan, go through a practice and then disappear from the meeting. So, None of this adds up to me. The organization is totally dysfunctional. They turned it over to a guy uh, who wasn't capable of making the transition to the NFL. And he, in the end, I think he, he got what he deserved. But uh, it was a, it was a, I'll, I'll grant you, I went to bed, and when I woke up to see that he was fired, I didn't expect that to happen hmm. that day or that evening. But it was a surprise to me as well. Yeah. So the timeline was whose lawyer? Was it the team's lawyer or Urban Meyer's no, lawyer? No, Urban Meyer's. So what happened? Urban Meyer's lawyer reached out to you and threatened well, they, you? Well, they reached out and, and they, you know, uh, it's kind of rich, uh, rich because they they wanted to offer up, uh, you know, a couple of players, uh, but only off the record. To, co- to corroborate it, that he did not kick Lambo? To corroborate, not that he didn't kick him, but the, to the degree of which he kicked him. And I, you know, I was willing to speak to them. My editor decided since... You know, it's, it's funny because the whole during this whole drip, drip, drip process, you know, everybody was using sources and, you know, well, who are these people? And if I catch a source, he's gone tomorrow and this sort of stuff that you'd hear from the Jaguars organization. Then when their guy's under fire, they want to offer up, you know, unnamed sources and players that, you know, will back back the coach and which is fine, um, except that this was a, a guy that showed enough courage to put his name uh, on on the incident and was willing to speak on the record, um, but Urban's Urban's statement, which was included in our report, 
said that there were witnesses that would back his story. But again, the ones I talked to, uh, all we were talking about is the degree to which he kicked them, not that he didn't kick them. So, you know, uh, uh, that's a matter of interpretation. But overall, uh, it wasn't one thing. It might have been the last thing. But they knew about it since August. So I don't know how Shad Khan and firing him for cause and all that's going to play out. But I give Josh Lambeau credit for telling his story, telling his truth, and being very honest as he could be about it. And, you know, in the end, the results are what they were. So you're saying to me, Rick Stroud and everybody here, that based on your personal experience, Urban Meyer's final hours as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars involved communicating to you through his lawyer in sometimes threatening manner and also offering up players. So he's also spending his final moments as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach asking players or identifying players or trying to reach out to players to say, hey, will you unnamed source talk to this reporter from the Tampa Bay Times to talk about how I really didn't kick Josh Lambeau very hard back in August? That's you. That's that's, that's what you're saying. His final hours, part of which were spent. Yeah, he 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 came off the practice field. His coaches didn't know why he wasn't in the meetings after that. They were in complete scramble mode since eight eight thirty in the morning of that Wednesday. Um, I. So yeah, the uh-huh. time that Urban spent when he wasn't um, working with the team was consulting his representatives, um, who were then calling me. Um, I spoke numerous times to people about the details of the story, provided them with everything I had. Um, they, they wanted an extension before we published till 4 p.m. We delayed it until 4.30, um, and they were in scramble mode. And that just doesn't sound like a guy that the owner had fired on Sunday to me. So, you know, to what extent that contributed to it, I saw the reaction to the people, you know, to the story from people. Maybe that had some impact, but, but Urban Meyer – was solely focused on keeping his job um, because of Lambeau's comments. And they had plenty of advance notice about what that story would say. And, you know, they were just trying to refute it as best they could. But no one said that he didn't kick him. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's the interesting part. Um, so that, that's all I can say about right. it. But, yeah, it was quite a, quite a Wednesday afternoon. All right. So you've been covering the NFL how long again, Rick? How long have you been covering the uh, NFL? A long time, Rich. Okay. So where does this rank? Uh, where does this one rank for you? Where does it rank? It's a weird one, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's not often, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. It's just not often you'll, you know, you'll write a story. I mean, I've had a couple weeks where, you know, um, got beat up pretty good by people after the Antonio Brown story, and two weeks later, 15 days later, three guys got suspended. Um, wrote a Josh Lambeau story, and, Urban Meyer got fired the next morning, so the Miami Dolphins are not looking for me to walk into their building anytime soon. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that. But uh, no, it, you know, it, you don't like to see people lose their jobs, and it's it's part of our no, job, yes. You know, to just uh, report and 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 be very careful with, you know, with with what we say or what we allow other people to say, and we're a for the record paper. Um, so everything we have written about both instances are people that are willing to put their name on it. We didn't source anything. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm proud of the work we do at the Tampa Bay times. And, you know, other people like the NFL and Shad Khan and those guys made those decisions, not me, but, um, but I think they were important stories and I'm glad we got them.
Rick Stroud, you're the man. Thanks again for your time here on this busy Monday. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up down the road. Have a happy holiday, you and yours. Same to you, Rich. Thanks for having me. You bet. At NFL Stroud on Twitter. I follow him. You should, too. A must-follow. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> wow. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, discuss further and also take your phone calls here on The Rich Eisen Show. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're on top of everything here. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the program. That is a crazy talk, what we just heard from Rick Stroud saying that, you know, the Jaguars were all over him and about, can you hold off the story until a certain time? Yeah. And then Urban's lawyers sense threatening language and saying, you know, I'm going to offer up two unnamed players. Like, why wouldn't the players immediately come out and say something if they believed in the coach? And and he had not been in the meeting room since 830 in the morning and coaches were... I'm, Remember I told you everybody talks? Assistants are on the phone to Rick. He, we haven't seen him since 8.30 this morning. Right, right. And that's the way he's spending his Wednesday getting ready for the Texans. Like scrambling the Jets. Or, or you guys take care of the game out? planning. I got to do all this stuff. And the Jaguar said he was fired by Sunday, which is, then what's he doing there? The whole thing makes no sense. No sense. The only thing that makes complete sense is that Urban Meyer is once again one of the worst flops in the history of NFL coaches of all time. And the, it just keeps coming out, and it just keeps coming out, and I know he's heartbroken and devastated, as he told Ian Rappaport, my colleague, who said, I guess he spoke to him while he was on the beach. Like he called Ian up, like, I'm, I'm here on the beach, you was, know? Was he on his boat? I don't know. If he's like Gordon Gecko, and you're like, hey, this is your wake-up call, Ian. 
you know, and so two quotes jumped out at me. And put up the first one, if you don't mind, Mike Hoskins. When he shook Vrabel's hand, you know, and that's what Ian Rappaport said last week. He looked like he didn't want to be anywhere anywhere anymore in the NFL. Someone asked about Vrabel's handshake, and he said, we're really close. That had nothing to do with him. That's probably one of my issues why I've thought some of the things I said. I don't know what that means. I can't take losing. I try to accept it. It just eats away at my soul, and I believe our players deserve better. Yeah, they do. They deserve a coach that can handle the losses and get better. Like, you love Vrabel so much. That you give him a dead fish. That you give him a dead fish. Like, you can't handle the losing. It's just, if I saw this behavior in my eight. 10 or 13 year old i'd say this is not acceptable behavior you're going to have ups and downs in life and the downs and how you respond to the downs are just as important maybe not more so than the ups how is this something that a 57 year old man can't handle so he it's like the losing made me do it is that the phrase the losing made me do it my behavior of kicking josh lambo although i didn't really kick him was because they lost in the preseason, you know, though? I, 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 all of that. Everything. Put up the next one. This is the one that actually sent me off of uh, uh, on a rage. I had to literally put my phone down after I read this. Talking about, ask, Ian asked him if his coaching style works in the NFL. He wrote, I think college has changed quite a bit, too. Just society has changed. You think how hard you pushed. I believe there's greatness in everybody, and it's the coach's job to find that greatness, however you do that. Positive encouragement. Pushing them to be greater, making them work harder, identifying flaws and trying to fix them. I think everything is so fragile right now, and that includes coaching staffs. When I got into coaching, coaches weren't making this kind of money, and they didn't have agents. Everything is so fragile where it used to be team, team, team. I remember talking about it in a staff meeting three days ago. I got into this profession because I had the greatest high school coach and it was all about team, all about the huddle. What, what does that mean? What does any of that mean? <laughs> what does any of that mean? Like, has, is he so disassociated with his own behavior that he will say this sort of stuff and not think that anything that people have said about him in the NFL and that's going to keep coming out won't come out and is not attributed to him? It's society's fault. He's the same guy. He's the same guy. It's all of us that have just gotten softer or weaker or can't handle getting kicked or can't handle being called a loser or can't handle all of this behavior. Or coaches Look, making money, players making more it, money. It, what does that even mean? I don't know. They have agents now, meaning you can't bully them? Is that what that means? Like an agent is going to – like or that your, girl, behavior, your behavior can't be what it is because they have an advocate – that has a contract and also the ability to get them out because of your behavior, that they have an agent. So therefore they're not going to stick around to take your garbage. Is that what it means? Or they've got more money. So they're not going to stick around to take your garbage. It's that's caused the problem, not his behavior, not the fact that he hasn't adapted with the changing times. It's the fact that the chimes have not adapted to him anymore. Really? What the hell does that mean? The lack of self-awareness. 
None of this is worn on him, but he's used the words he's devastated and heartbroken. The players deserve better. The city deserves better. The owner is terrific and all that stuff. Then you should have changed. Well, you had the shot. And the shot being, you didn't get on the team plane. None of that stuff. You want to talk about times have changed. All those coaches, the high school coach, would have gotten on the team plane. <laughs> All those coaches that used to be able to behave in a certain way that society's now changed and is now shame on them. I guess society's changed. You can't, can't throw a chair anymore at people. And so... All those coaches would have gotten on the team plane. Times change, I guess, where you can't just go to your establishment and do whatever you want to do on your own personal time off. That shouldn't have been your PTO just yet. (laughs) So if the times are off and you think that you're going to be off because the times have changed, then adapt. Certainly when you have the most golden goose the NFL has ever birthed the egg birthed by this golden goose to Urban Meyer, long-term contract, franchise owner that wants to win desperately, franchise owner that wants to win desperately and has been patient twice in a row to the tune of a four-year tenure for the coaches. No state tax. No media that's all over you locally, all right? Nobody's there asking questions like it's New England or Philadelphia or New York or Los Angeles or what have you. Name whatever. Chicago. There's Nobody's all over you. Okay? Golf courses everywhere. Greatest, potentially, prospect at the position since Andrew Luck or maybe more. Consensus. Consensus, first overall pick. Generationally talented kid. Head screwed on right. Not going to go hoot with the owls in the middle of the night or be caught on Twitter doing something. He shouldn't. That quarterback won't be. You got that. You screwed it all up. One of the worst results ever in the history of coaching with one of the best setups ever in the history of coaching. It's that simple. He'll wind up in your spot at Big Fox. I don't think there's any doubt in that. Say what you want, Mike. Go ask your colleagues. He'll wind up there. He'll start talking college football again, and he's going to get another job in college, which is perfect. But the NIL is there, and transfer portal's right there. I don't know. Maybe college has changed too for him. But if he can adapt, those quotes right there uh, make it seem like he's still got a phone ringing and that's the clue phone he needs to pick up. Unless he doesn't care. Certainly doesn't care about what I have to say. Probably ever again. Ha! Well, it is what it is. I shoot things straight here. Al in Atlanta. Yeah, baby. What's up, Sideline Al? You there? Is this Al or Al? Sideline Al? What do you got? Yes, Al. Oh, how are you, Al? What's up? I'm good. Are you rich? Okay, what's up, Al? Sideline no, Mike. So, Go for it. What's up, Alan, Atlanta? What's going on? Can you hear me? I can. Okay, good. So, about a month ago, I called in, feeling my oats, made a bet with TJ. A very ill-advised bet. Went down horribly. I uh, I then thought better of myself, didn't, did not call in to bet Brockman. But I feel like I've had enough downtime. 
Uh, I'm back for another bet. And this bet's with you, Mr. Rich. Yes. I'm yours. I'm sure you know. Of course, everybody knows okay. that Michigan and Georgia are playing each other. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like uh, I would like to offer up a bet with you, if you'd be willing to take it. Uh, I, I don't know uh, what you're offering, so you have the floor, uh, and I will either uh, uh, accept it or reject it. Well, okay. with, with the ultimate of respect <laughs> in advance. If, if mm-hmm. you are victorious, I will call in and learn and also recite the full Michigan fight song. And all I ask of you, if I am victorious, yes. is just say the last line of the Call of the Dogs, barking included. So I have to do that on the air? <laughs> I, would, I would hope so. Okay, in front of other people? You can call, call <laughs> yeah, out yeah, personally. Hey, if I, I, got, I got Michigan State family in Lansing and East Lansing. And it's Chris, gonna, what is it? It's going to kill me. Uh, before I accept this, uh, you do know I've already gone up the full chain of Georgia command with, uh, with Matthew Stafford. But that's yes, okay. Okay. I don't mean to I didn't see that. Okay. So, Chris, what is the last line that I have to say while barking? What is what are the words? I mean, I have no idea. What do you mean you don't you don't know the fight song off the top of your head? How did I go to Georgia? You're you live in a very Georgia bulldog house. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's too busy taking his shirt off at home. <laughs> Wait, let's um, see here. What is the last line? Al? It's just a simple long drawn out go dogs and then a, a chorus of barking. I I just don't know. Is this acceptable, Chris? Do I do this? Um, do I do this? I how mean, confident are you feeling? I just, but it's, if, it's it's just like anything else. It's a total crapshoot. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm willing to put a Georgia hat on on NFL Network because Matthew Stafford's doing it there. I mean, uh, yeah, we got to make it a little more a little more tasty. I mean, barking is speak a little more. <laughs> All right, Al. I'll accept it just because <laughs> I'm trying to be a nice guy. Thanks for the call, Al. We'll chat soon. We'll chat soon. Hopefully, we'll chat soon. I think it's just spelling Georgia out. That's what the last line is. uh, G-E-O-R-G-I-A. Rich, bad news for Tampa. Uh, Chris Godwin, MRI, come back, and it's worse than they thought. Torn ACL. No! Done for the year. No! That sucks. That was an awful-looking hit yesterday. No. Oh, my gosh. And he's on a franchise tag. Yeah. Again, folks, I don't want to hear any more about players who are upset about getting the franchise tag put on. Hopefully the Bucks will take care of him. Just like the um, Warriors took care of Clay. Man, he was a monster this year. Well, I don't know if the NFL works that way. Because you tear your ACL now, what? Like, you're not talking about a return until September of October of next year if you're, you're talking lucky. talking about midseason if you're lucky, yeah. Oh, such a good guy, too. Yeah. So great, doesn't deserve team, that. And then what Collinsworth had to say, you know, I, I totally get it. Every player I heard, I hear, every player I hear who's a receiver, tight end, wide receiver, say, hit me up here, pointing to their head. Don't go down there. Don't go for my knees. Yeah, and we talked to Mickey Fitzpatrick earlier, time. you know, when he asked, like, what are we supposed to do? I mean, there is a clear strike zone from – you know, your shoulders to your upper thigh. Like, hit the strike zone. He kinda Don't hit, hit guys in the knees, he hit, low, he hit it low last night, didn't he? It was, it was pretty low. And his, it was a bad timing because you can well, hit somebody. Foot was if kind if, of if both feet are too. up in the air when yeah. he's running in the air and both feet are off the ground, you're just going to cut somebody out in that right. state. His foot it's was kind of in the foot, turf. Like his right it, foot yeah. was, just, was just planted or just yeah. foot up, and it just hit him. 
And it got stuck oh. and kind of hyperextended. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Mike Evans, strain hamstring week to week, has a chance to play Sunday. He shouldn't. Sit him out, man. <laughs> Sit him out. Next time you see him is the playoffs. That's it. Sit him out. That's it. Sit Fournette out. Obviously, Godwin's out. And that's it. You should be able to beat the Carolina Panthers twice with the people that you have there. Coach them up, practice it. And Mike Evans, we do not see – you do not see Mike Evans till the first week of the playoffs, whenever that is for the for the Patriots and, it, I mean, for the Buccaneers, and it sure appears to be a wild card weekend. That's what it appears to be. Wow. Hold your head up wherever you are, Chris Godwin, and uh, Godspeed with your recovery. Hope to see you back out there, and hope the Bucks take care of him financially if they can. I don't. I don't well, they can. I don't know if they will. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Back up with your phone calls uh, in a moment, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. My friends at Mercedes-Benz want to know, when was the last time you thought about your dream? It's probably been quite some time, and certainly not right around the time for the holidays and the new year is when you need to take some stock. And maybe taking some stock means you think about your dream, your dream about living the van life, hopping in a Mercedes-Benz van in a souped-up, totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter is one thing that you can absolutely do right now. Hop in one of these babies and go see every single one of the 423 national park sites around our country. Maybe go skiing. Maybe go on some sort of vacation right now. Or if you're taking stock about your your business, maybe you could start your own new business. Because a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van is perfect for that. Filled with innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. You can expect amazing performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, five-star dealer network, available gas engine, and more. It runs like a dream. So go to your Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter and tell them your dream sent you. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Am I too hard on Urban Meyer, yes or no, Chris Brockman? Be honest with me. No. Am I too hard on him? No. TJ Jefferson. Uh, survey says, er. nope. Not at all, Rich. 
He had it all right there laid out I mean, for him, guys. I mean, it was right there. And he blew it. Andrew in Bloomington, Indiana. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Rich. Uh, I just wanted to call in and say that I finally understand your elation from uh, your Michigan win over Ohio State because I was at the Colts game on Saturday and watching Jonathan Taylor run over the Patriots was pure, <laughs> pure elation, and I was it was amazing. I just wanted to say that I now completely understand what you're feeling. Uh, well, month. look, man um... – you know, it, it's been a long time. My team hasn't won a championship uh, since way before your team last won one with Peyton Manning in 2006. 97 is the last time Michigan won a championship, and they even had to split it with Nebraska because that's the way things went back then. So I don't I, – I, I'm just happy for all the Colts fans that – what is that? It was seven in a row losing to New England. and eight. Yeah, right. So – so that's right. The Patriots had won seven in a row, but eight in a row against Indianapolis. And Jonathan Taylor is just amazing. He is so good. He's so fast. Yeah. He's so big. And he's such a good human underneath yeah. that helmet as well. And in, in, in that and that heart that beats in that chest, he really is all that. It's and it's so amazing to, to watch him go from second round selection to what he's doing right now. It is all kinds of awesome. And he's coming for the Cardinals, so it's another nationally televised game on NFL Network on Christmas Day. A night, Christmas night, Ooh. is when is when we next see Mr. Taylor That's go correct. for it again. Yeah. And then uh, I'll just keep feeding you here, man, because I'm sure you're all excited about it. Vegas Raiders and then at the Jacksonville Jaguars, some winnable games for the Colts to go into the playoffs with a nice head of steam. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm pretty pessimistic about my season just because I'm superstitious, but I'm. I, I, Keep hanging I'm in there. Just really enjoy excited. it, man. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. Congratulations on getting someone like Jonathan Taylor to get you out of your chair, out of your seat, and just love football and love life. Thanks for the call. That's uh, <laughs> from uh, Indiana, right there. Rick in Florida. What's going on, Rick? What's on your What's on your mind? So rich. I went to see the Jets with my father in the Polo Grounds, so you know where I'm coming from. Okay, brother. <laughs> And uh, we both feel each other's pain immensely. Yes. Okay. I love life, but I hate football. <laughs> I'm here, so, you, Rick. I hear you, uh, Rick. Le- uh, we- let me tell you the key word for the Jets. The key word is neophyte. You have a neophyte general manager overseeing a neophyte head coach, overseeing neophyte assistant coaches, overseeing neophyte players. And part of the drafting process, yes, is important. But to me, developing players is the key. And I just don't see it with this team. And then the second thing that bothered me, really bothered me, is when Mr. Sala came up with the slogan, all gas, no break. Oh, that, that's the difference. We got a slogan now. Does John Harbaugh have a slogan? Nah, I I know. Look, every every coach tries to, you know, Rex came in, didn't want to kiss, you know, Belichick's rings, and that's what the Jets needed at the time, and 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 you know, then it wore thin. And I, I, I you, look, this year just sucked. There's just no two ways about it. You can't have this kid come in and then say we're going to build around that left side of the offensive line, and then have their big left tackle go out right away, and he's gone for the season. You know, and then 
one of the one of the kids that they they drafted. Elijah Moore has shown something. Michael Carter has shown something. Vera Tucker, that guard, has shown something. The problem is, is that the defense stinks, you know, and they they they've got two first round draft choices to do it, you know, at the very top, and and that's the problem is that this, you know. You had a coach who's like all gas, no breaks, and then the quarterback starts playing, and you're like, no, 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 no. Actually, there are some breaks. We need you to apply them and play boring. I, I you mean, know, and it, so it, it's just yesterday was ridiculous with the Dolphins. They kept lighting up with two men on the right side blitzing. You think this coach once had an extra offensive lineman? No, well, he had our garbage tight ends who can't block anybody, and Zach Zach uh, had no time to throw whatsoever. I mean, very, very poorly, I think, offensively coached team. The defense, they suck, too. It's a machine. You can run against the Jets. It's like a machine. And well, I'm sorry to be so despondent about that team, but I've had enough. Rick, I don't blame you. And the problem is, you know, here comes Jacksonville. They should win that one. And then here comes Tom Brady, and then they're at the Bills. So, it, you know, maybe start in January, you stop watching football, and then you start rooting to see who they can get in the draft thanks for the call brother uh, let's call okay, back well, let's hang in there have a happy holiday nonetheless unfortunately the tree is green too <laughs> he does love life but he hates football just hates football that's what the jets will do to you i've been, i've been there before by the way two is back to 500 dolphins are 500 we'll talk about that a little bit more on tomorrow's show yeah that would they that's they yeah, snuck baby. up on us with that right? yeah man they're in it <laughs> yeah man Tua. yeah man Tua's won six in a row honey Tua. Well, the Dolphins have. Hey, uh, Eli Manning's on tomorrow's program. Hey! Manning, Manning, Eli. That'll be a good one. They're not doing the Manning cast tonight, but we have Manning. We're, we're the Manning cast tomorrow. I love it. Because, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, an honorary member of the Manning family. <laughs> yeah, you're the fourth son. That'll be a great interview tomorrow.